This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 216. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman. People are so glad to hear that right now. Apparently, because the last time I heard we got more hate mail after that last episode than ever before. We didn't get a single email <laughs> that, that said that they missed you. Not Dang one. Pe- not, then people must have really liked it. Not a single email saying we missed Riley. Now, we got a couple saying, I hope Riley's okay, or I hope the baby comes. But we got nada yeah. saying, oh my gosh, please bring him back. <laughs> not a single thing. Dang it. All right. I, I'm clearly not as important as I thought I was. You guys were able to do things by yourself, mostly. The audio quality was, we yeah. had a little stuff in there. You so. know, there's that little bit that, you know, like the reason you keep me around is before we record and we're talking, you know, via our microphones and Riley's listening and he's going, you know what, Jacob, something just doesn't quite sound right. There was, yeah. there was that whole episode okay, by sure. once, by the way. Back when we used to do things differently, and the technology that we were using at the time was differently, and I couldn't monitor myself as as well. And we were basically expected to rely on each other to make sure each other's audio sounded good. And Jacob, you know, has that whole, well, you know, can't hear very well. And, and Stuff. Doesn't, like, maybe really pay attention sometimes anyway. Um, both, both of those are true. R- right, right. And there was that one episode where I also recorded myself through the built-in microphone on my laptop or something, and it was terrible audio quality. And because I'm so huge on you know making sure we have at least reasonable audio quality, I went back. People don't know this, I'm sure. I went back and I re-recorded whole sections of that podcast. Yeah, everywhere you, where you were talking, basically. Yeah. I literally played it back. In my ear, and as I would hear myself say whatever, I would repeat it and re-record it, and then I, you know, dubbed that back in over top of the lousy uh, recorded audio that I had done. Yeah, I don't know if you so would do that today, listeners. That's true. Listeners, just know that I've got your back. I truly care. I've tried to, you know, put out a quality product. Yeah, I wasn't going to go know. re-record my whole yeah. speech last time. <laughs> but here's here's what you need to know. Um, Riley's baby came. Yep. And Riley's still here. Yep. And we didn't actually put him in a pit in the backyard like Matthew suggested or whatever Matthew had said. Oh, yeah. I'm and, really feeling uh, in love now. I suppose people need to know that the baby's healthy and mom's healthy and that yeah. stuff, Riley. Yep. All right. Baby came. Baby's healthy. Mom's great. Uh, not super excited that I, you know, two days later, basically, two, a little more than two days later, hopped on a plane, flew out here to Louisville. Um and was gone for several days. Yeah, that's probably not going to make her very happy. She's not excited about that at all. She's excited. She's she's excited that I'm driving back home tomorrow. That's right. Yep. So we're in Louisville, and uh, more to come on on this. I suppose we can talk about it more later. But uh, we had a great event here at the USCCA Expo. Uh, love Kentucky, wonderful town. Wish it wasn't raining, um, but <laughs> love love Kentucky. And thank you so much to the lots and lots of you who came by the booth and yeah. said. Thank you for the podcast, or I'm a listener, or I'm a member of Guardian Nation. Yep. That was fantastic. We loved seeing you. That that really makes our day. It really did. And it was impressive how many of you came by the booth. It really was. And I know I wasn't able to talk to all of you, 
Um, but it did mean a lot. Those of you that I was able to talk with for a few minutes to visit with, um, you know, the crazy thing was Jacob is we had our schedule just so full oh, um, yeah. of interviews. And so we also thank those of you uh, podcast listeners that were also viewing the uh, live stream on YouTube or on Facebook that we had going simultaneously uh, on our website as well. And, and so hopefully you enjoyed that. A lot of great interviews, uh, but we just had a jam-packed schedule uh, back to back to back to back. Saturday was amazing uh, as far as, you know, like it was tiring and it was hard and it was, but it was also fun and rewarding. So uh, we thank you for supporting the podcast and for supporting that live stream and supporting everything we do here at concealedcarry.com, being a part of it. And, and for many of you stopping by and saying hello at the booth uh, while at the show, a um, couple of, uh, of uh, longtime Guardian Nation members stopped by, uh, early, early members. Yeah. In fact, members number six and number seven. Uh, that was really cool. And I'm sorry, I, it's we just have had a long week, long weekend. It's late, and we're recording this, uh, <laughs> the intro to this episode to, to, tonight. Um, obviously, wanted to get it out sooner, but there was a lot going on. We had good reasons, and uh, so I can't remember number six and number seven's name. <laughs> I don't <laughs> right either, now. but it's quite so. number six and seven. We love you. Thanks for thanks for stopping <laughs> by. Our brains are a little bit mushy. Absolutely. Uh, and, and we saw several other Garden Nation members, many who wore their shirts, and yep. so easy to pick out in the crowd. And yep. thank you, thank you very much for your support. Totally. Today's episode. Look me up a link too, by the way, because we need to get we need to provide a link on this. Today's episode. I'm making a complete, you know, uh, Riley call here. Is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Concealedcarry.com forward slash USCCA. I knew you'd have it. And I was going to take a stab at that, but, you know, you always got my back. So uh, we just had a great Concealed Carry Expo uh, put on by the United States Concealed Carry Association, or USCCA. And uh, we were privileged and honored to have them... Uh, allow us to come in and do what we did, run that uh, broadcast booth all weekend long. Uh, the immense amount of trust that they placed in us to execute on that and deliver. And I, I do think that we executed and delivered well. Uh, certainly, we always look back and we go, yeah, we could have done this, we could have done that a little bit better. But I think for first time and first go of doing something like that, I think it went well. Yeah, we were live for over 16 hours this weekend <laughs> with live video. And uh, we interviewed, I don't know, lots of people, more than 16 people. Um, so pretty wild stuff. And, and yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we thank the USCCA. And if you're not already a member of the USCCA, or if you just want to learn more, go to concealedcarry.com forward slash USCCA. And you can find out more there. And also, because today's episode is actually a replay of the interview we did with two very awesome people uh, that uh, represent an, an awesome company, frankly, we have another, I guess, honorary mention on this episode, and that would be Sig Sauer. Sig Sauer. Live yep. free or die hard. Which they had a booth there, and they represented well, and uh, I enjoyed the uh, talking with the, their folks and hannah uh hannah uh, billado great great gal and we see her every time we see sig uh and she was the first guest i think it was on the not your average gun girls podcast that is true which was recorded at shot show 
And uh, so Amy and uh, Emily with the Not Your Average Gun Girls po- podcast, and which reminds me, if guys or, or gals, especially the gals, if you haven't checked out that podcast, ha- head on over to that. Uh, search Not Your Average Gun Girls in iTunes or Google Play or whatever podcast uh, program that you prefer to use and uh, check it out. And so it was good to see Hannah, but uh, back at SHOT Show as well, in fact, at the Six Hour Media Day, uh, uh, Day at the Range, we had the pleasure, I guess it was, I interviewed them, um, and that was Max Michelle and Lena Michalek. Yeah, I was watching. It was kind of awkward. You're watching and managing and... Making sure people didn't interrupt the recording. Yeah. But this, so for those who don't know... Uh, Max and Lena are part of the six-hour shooting team. They are both rock stars, uh, just absolutely amazing. Lena obviously has got it in her blood. I think that's a, a name many people know. Yep, literally. Yeah, and, and but Max, he, he's got world records. Uh, this guy is just a phenomenal, amazing yep. shooter. And I've seen some demonstrations he's done. And uh, many of you are familiar with, with his career. And uh, they, they have a lot to teach someone about shooting. Yep, and both been doing it a long time. Lena, since she was practically a baby could barely walk uh, well max too you know max that's the thing maybe maybe people don't realize is that max's dad is also a, you know, a quite a shooter you know i mean max michelle jr is well like you said he is he is the man <laughs> i mean so many world titles uh, world shoots uh, uh still challenges uh and he this year so far he started off uh really hot um, brain is fried. I think I just saw. I think he won uh, Steel Challenge just recently. I think that's what I recall. I don't remember. I know I saw him post on social. He won a a, a championship just recently. Uh, once again, we apologize. It's late. We're tired, and so this is probably the appropriate time that we should just stop talking and play back this interview together with Max and Lena. Thank you to them for making of their you know, t- busy, busy, busy schedules available to us uh, to catch them for about 20 minutes or so at, at their event uh, where they had so much going on to sit down and talk with them. And so uh, a lot of great pointers from both Max and Lena during this episode. So stay tuned. Uh, you're going to hear some things about, you know, shooting fundamentals, grip, whatever. Um, so listen here now to Max and Lena. We'll catch you on the flip side for just a quick uh, wrap up and we'll see you then. All right. I'm sitting here with uh, Max, Michelle, Lena Michalek. Uh, welcome guys. Thanks so much for being on the concealed carry podcast with me well, today. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. We're just chilling here at uh, six hours uh, media day, uh, seeing some new guns, uh, seeing you guys put on a demonstration, really rocking it out there. Yeah. So tell me about that. It was really interesting. So um, this is my third range day, I think, with SIG. And this is the first time I've gotten to perform. So I always get to stand there and watch Max and be like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so good. One day. And today was my day. And it went well. It's stressful. Like, I don't know. We compete all the time. But that's so different. Like, I know how to mentally prepare for that. But whenever you have a crowd and it was cold and windy. But we both did awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, anytime you can get out there in front of folks, there's nothing that you can really, you know, to duplicate that in training and in practice. Much like she said, we can prepare for competitions and whatnot. But when you get out here and you, and you do this, this is my 10th SHOT Show for SIG, and it doesn't get any easier. You just learn how to deal with that and how to prepare for it mentally through visualization. Uh, but more than anything, it's just exciting. It's fun. I'll do stuff at the range on at home, and I say, you know, or I think to myself, you know, that was, that's where I need to be or where I want to be. 
But then when I come out here, adrenaline kicks in and you shoot a, shoot a score that you're like, I can't do that in practice. But it's just that, you know, kind of being with everyone and being excited and everybody's excited for you and they want you to break the record. But yeah, it went well. We both did well and we both broke our record, so we'll take it. Yeah, so now uh, tell us, describe for us your record, Max. Yeah, so my record is just a simple plate rack that we've probably all shot. It's just six targets in a row. Um, and it's at seven yards in distance. So it's all about speed and they're eight inch plates and they're spread out about, I think, 12 to 18, eight, 12 to 18 inches from center to center. So it's more of the wider plate rack is what I run them on. Um, and the official record is that I do is held on the action target Bianchi cup plate rack. So they're a little bit spread out, but, uh, yeah, it's seven yards in distance. Uh, it's all about speed and accuracy with that eight inch plate. And, um, my goal initially was to, or through the Guinness world record folks, I had to be under 10 seconds. And um, everybody's like, I think you got that, man. I think you got it. And I did. I, I, I was able to do it uh, about a year ago, maybe a little more than a year ago. I did 2.05 seconds. Um, the thing is with Guinness, you only get three chances. You know, the first chance, you uh, you, you want to do everything you can to, to hit it, which I did. It was 2.05. And then the second and third one, you had kind of have that freedom to go for it. And uh, when I went for it on those three, on those second and third runs, I just didn't quite get where I wanted to be. But I had to live with the 2.05 for a while, and then here today I was able to shoot a 1.89 seconds, so I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, that was a really impressive display. And it's a draw from the holster as well, so uh, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun, so it's cool. Yeah, absolutely. That was Thank great. Thank you. And Lena, uh, tell us about your record. Uh, my record isn't as easy to explain because I like <laughs> to make things complicated, um, but it's called a V-drill. The best thing to do is kind of like Google it, but pretty much roughly it is five targets um, set in a V, so the middle target's at five yards, next two are at six yards, furthest ones are at seven yards, and it's 18 rounds. Uh, so it's a lot of shooting. Mainly it's all about transitions. It's it's some rough transitions. And my goal was under 3.5, and I did it in 3.2 something. I feel like there was a 3.0 something. I don't know. I was yeah. just like, I did it. I did it. I don't have to, have to go again. So, yeah, no, it's really it's really exciting to try and do that. Um, yeah, it's done. I'm glad it's done. Tomorrow we get to just run around and shoot and have fun. <laughs> that was impressive. It was, it was impressive getting to watch her yeah. run the MPX that quickly. Thank it was you. really nice. Oh, her split times are just it crazy. I mean, there's a couple yeah. of shots there that they almost sound like one shot. Yeah, it was funny, so, you know, we were we were warming up. This was earlier today, I don't even, you know, much earlier before everyone showed up and there was a couple of law enforcement guys that were out there watching and he's like, Hey, is uh what is she shooting? I said, Oh, that's a six R MPX and he's like is it fully automatic? I'm like, no, just her finger's fully automatic, you know? So it's yeah, fun. That was, that was she did great. It was awesome. with that midget-like trigger finger. That's, yeah, yes. yeah. Speed's never been my problem. It's just, you know, reining it back to actually hit things. Yeah, yeah. You know. Awesome. That was, that was really an impressive display, guys. Thank you. And, uh, you know, SIG always puts a great great event on out here. Uh, we're here at the Clark County uh, Shooting, what is it, Shooting Center? Shooting Range? Fantastic range. Yeah, beautiful um, place. So... Tell me, uh, what do you guys got coming up this year? What are some of the big, big events that you're looking forward to this year? Um, for me, it's nothing that involves SIG, but um, I'll be going to France in June for the third IPSC Shotgun World Shoot. So um, they've only had it. This is their third year, mm-hmm. and I've won it twice in Ladies Standard. So I'm going for my third consecutive win. So that's stressful because just it's just stressful going and knowing it's like third time and like i've won it since it started so now i'm like ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh. so that's gonna be a big one and then yeah. it's gonna be um i'm shifting a bit more over into pcc which i'm really really loving so going and shooting like the u.s steel uh nationals which i haven't shot that type of match since i was i think 10 or 9 
So that'll be fun to get back into. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and for me, um, 2018, I'm just going to be shooting more of what we call the carry optics division. And that's simply a striker fire gun or a DASA gun. Um, and you're allowed to put an optic on it and, uh, and 140 millimeter magazines, which ends up being a perfect home for the Sig Sauer P320X5. Um, and I've been shooting red dot optics since I was a young boy and something I've been doing for over 20 years now. And I'm very comfortable with it. I like it. Um, I'm able to shoot at a high rate of speed with acceptable accuracy. I can focus on the targets and not necessarily the sight. I never have to change that focal plane. So it's just kind of, it's right up my alley. I really like it. Um, the way our setup is with the 320X5, I'm able to get 23 rounds plus one. So I'm 24 rounds at the start position and with the red dot optic. And uh, it just makes it very easy to shoot. It's exciting. It's fun. It's different for me. Um, you know, I grew up initially shooting 1911s for a long time. And then came over to SIG, ran some DASA stuff with the 226 and stuck with that kind of double stack 1911 for a while. Um, and then the 320 came about and been running that for the last couple of years and things have been great. Uh, but yeah, so for 2018 for me, I'm just going to be focusing more on the 320 X5 and kind of helping drive some of the product and some of the development of the product to that, whether it be optics, ammunition, or the product itself in the X5. Um, so I'm excited about that. So shooting Steel Challenge, USPSA, Ipsic style of shooting, that's kind of what I do, and uh, looking forward to doing more of that. I don't really have that one big match that I'm looking forward to this year, um, but of course I have the national championships in the Steel Challenge, national championships in the USPSA pistol shooting. He just has some world matches, world titles, <laughs> yeah, national well, I mean, titles. He's got to go and try this, and The win. same that's stuff that I do every year typically, but there's <laughs> right. not that one that I'm like, I'm going to go to this you know, this country and compete. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to be focusing more on, on kind of getting better and, and helping drive our product line the way it needs to be done. Awesome. Uh, that's exciting. So the X5, uh, I've been shooting that in three gun the last couple of months, mm -hmm. and that's that's a fun gun to shoot. It is. It's it's super easy to shoot, and it's very soft. Uh, you know, when I first started shooting it initially, uh, I, shot, I shot the 320 for the last couple of years, and then when we got the X5 moving, a lot of the things that I wanted in a 320, you know, we obviously implemented in the X5. It wasn't just me. My, you know, Phil Strader had a huge role in that, and he that's basically his baby. And I was just able to tell him some of the things that I liked and some of the things that I wanted uh, in my 320. And we see that in the X5. Uh, mainly, the, some of the bigger things that I'm sure you're going to touch upon is the the weight, the grip weight itself in the frame. That makes a big difference. Folks think that you know, you know, or maybe asking, you know, why do we have that? Um, putting weight in your hand, it softens up the recoil, right? So for me, I'm able to shoot at a high rate of speed, and not feel that kind of punch that you would typically feel in a, uh, you know, polymer type of a gun. Uh, so that's nice. And of course the, the five, the full five inch bull barrel, uh, just makes it incredibly soft shooting as well. And super accurate. I've been testing some new ammo that we've done with SIG. Uh, myself and Lena just developed a new load for the SIG ammo line. Um, and shooting that ammunition through my X5, I mean, the, the amount of the accuracy that I'm getting, uh, and of, of course there's some user error in this, but the accuracy that I'm getting at 25 yards is about an inch and a half uh, for me shooting it, not necessarily putting it in a rest. Wow. Um, it was incredible to see what the gun and our ammo can do together. I'm super excited about 2018 and what we have with that X5. Oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah. And what are you shooting for a handgun? Uh, the X5. And what's funny is, like, he's talking about the weight in the hands and things like that. I remember in shooting, like, with the 320, I had someone rig me a weight to go in the grip where that weight is now because in the old 320s there was mm -hmm. still that space there and I was like let's put something in here and I mean I've always fiddled with adding weight to my pistols I even bought a really cheap flat like rail mounted light busted it out and mm. filled it with lead yeah and I was like, let's try this. So it makes a huge difference that weight and the balance that they put in there, especially for someone like 
my size for me shooting is all about recoil control all about it because I want to be shooting quickly and I can't do that if my gun's flopping everywhere. So it is so important, those changes that have been made for me. Now, if that's if recoil control is so important, and I, I know you do a lot of work with newer shooters, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of female shooters, you've done some camps and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, wh- how do you teach a pretty new shooter about recoil control? Where do they start? Um, the first thing that I have everyone do, which is like my favorite thing, is I get everyone to put their hands together, elbows straight, and try and push their palms together as hard as they can. And then I have you bring your hands back towards your chest, still trying to apply pressure, and you'll see that you have all the pressure the closer you get to your chest. And what you see, 90% of brand new shooters, is they lock their elbows immediately, mm. which means you lose all of your strength and all of your dexterity. Do you open jars with your arms locked out? <laughs> right. That's like my easiest right. thing. Do you open jars out there? No, you like bring them in real tight because this is where you have the most control over things. Yeah. So making sure your elbows are bent gives you so much more strength. That's like the basic first thing I have everyone do. Hmm. And I love it because I'll literally be like, everyone, you, put your hands out, put them together. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, wow, it's so great. Yeah. So it's really small things. Um there's so many tiny things, and I don't shoot traditionally in my techniques. Um, it looks everything I do is kind of looks weird and is more different because uh, I come at it from maybe a different direction than most. I come at it watching my father shoot and training with him, mm. and going, "I'm going to do it just as fast as you, but I cannot do it the way that you're doing it." So every day when I would go and practice with him, it was trying different things, trying to understand body mechanics and the functions of the gun so I could kind of just be more mechanical approaching it instead mm. of like this is comfy I'm going to do that just because it's cozy doesn't mean oh, it cool. makes any sense so it's it's a lot I've done a lot of weird things to try and get over <laughs> I, that I, I love that I love hearing from you that you're you're kind of like trying to you know look at this as a problem and figure out how to solve it that's what it is for me recoil is a problem and I will figure out how to overcome it with body mechanics because strength is not an option for me mm. unless I just really start hitting the gym. But still being smaller, there's gonna, always going to be someone bigger than me and always stronger than me. And I still want to be able to shoot better than them. Yeah. So I got I to gotta outsmart them. <laughs> <laughs> Max, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think uh, the recoil management is probably the most important part of what we do. A lot of guys ask me, you know, how do you shoot so fast and how do you hit the targets? And I'm like, well, it's, it's very boring. My answer is going to be very boring. It's just the fundamentals. It, that's just recoil management is what it is. When you see, because the first thing, I won't say the first thing that most people say, but some people will say, oh, it's a special ammo. Oh, that's a special 320 that he's shooting. But it's really factory ammo. It's a factory gun. And what we're doing is we're implying the, the, the techniques properly. And, and recoil management is a big part of that process. And it's two ways. It's through the stance and the grip. There's so much that goes through that. But if you don't have a wide platform that's ready to accept all that movement, many people tend to, tan, uh, you know, and, and Lena is much different. Like she said, she's not as traditional as what I do. But many people tend to stand with their feet very narrow uh, or shoulder width apart. And if I go to push you, the first thing you're going to do is kind of widen out your stance and take a step back to catch yourself. So I just say, let's start there. You know, we start wider than shoulder width apart, strong foot slightly to the rear, knees slightly bent with 70% of the weight in the balls of my feet, meaning I'm kind of leaning forward and I have my chest pushing out toward the targets, which is going to, again, kind of push weight forward into the gun. Um, you know, I will say if you, if you play guitar, which I don't, but if you play guitar and you're <laughs> rocking out, that's the stance I want you in, right? You're not rocking out with your stance super narrow. You're out there, you're wide, you're aggressive, you're having a good time. But having that wide aggressive platform allows you to shoot at a high rate of speed which is going to keep the gun on target. 
It allows you to utilize your legs to drive from target to target with transitions. And then also from that position, I can step out, push off, and explode in any direction. So for me, recoil management is, is yes, it is the grip, but it's also very much involved in the stance. And if you don't have that stance, you'll never be able to shoot at a high rate of speed with acceptable accuracy. So when you see these guys on the range shooting six shots in a second, and you're like, how's that even possible? Well, it all has to do with the stance and the grip. And it's a boring answer, but you got to eat your vegetables too, right? So stance and grip mm-hmm. is my vegetables, and I eat them every day. Yeah. 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 And there's, um, I come from an understanding of techniques as being, there is no right way to do it. There are only better ways and worse ways. So explore all, you know, like Max and I, his technique is perfect for Max. Mm. Now for me, it might not be perfect, but there's going to be things that I can take from it that are going to make mine better. So just stay open-minded no matter what you're trying to accomplish and listen to what everyone has to say and everyone's technique. And then guess what? Feel free to, you know, try it all and really give it a good go and then pick and choose what works for you. And then you'll walk out with the best thing for you. It sounds too, just listening to you and, and, and really kind of watching your mind work. I I think I can kind of see those gears in your brain turning. Um, Sounds like probably what more shooters could do is maybe ask some of the why type questions like why am I doing what I'm doing because that's what I'm seeing with you is like well I want to be able to shoot fast like my dad but I I don't have the strength I I don't have this or that mm-hmm. so how and why mm-hmm. oh what do you yeah. say to that well um I think first absolutely like you gotta you gotta if you do something and even if you do it amazing but you can't explain why then what good is it and then as techniques evolve especially in shooting if you do this and it's great but everything gets better and you don't understand what's happening technique wise you'll become like a shooting dinosaur so your technique has to constantly be changing and growing in order for you to adapt and overcome the new challenges that are coming and i have this really weird mindset about it because of my dad once again who's been in the shooting industry for really long time and he's had three major technique changes because i mean when he started they were cross draw leather revolvers like that's what they were doing you know and like that was the thing weavering hardcore and the people that stuck with those techniques and said this is the best they're nowhere to be found now but he's been able to have such a long career because he goes to the range every day and i try to go to the range every day going everything i'm doing is wrong and there's a better way to do it. I just had to find it, which is real pain in the butt sometimes because it's, I don't want, I just want to be like, yeah, this is good. I don't want to try anymore. Yeah. And I think if you don't truly understand it, you know, there's, there's lots of things, lots of folks out there who are very good at what they do, but if they don't know why they're doing it a certain way or then they really don't truly understand what it is they're trying to accomplish. And if you don't truly understand what you're doing, you'll never be able to be consistent. And I've, I've prided myself and I really do feel and truly believe this is why I've been able to be successful for so long um, at the highest level is because if you don't understand really what you're doing, you'll never be consistent. If you're not consistent, you won't be repeatable. And if without consistency and repeatability, you're not going to be successful. You might be good at a couple of matches. You might, you might win a couple matches, but to be at the highest level for years and years and years, you've got to know what you're doing and why you're trying to accomplish this because if not like she said you really don't know what it is you're out there trying to do and you won't be able to adjust with the times and be able to focus on what it is you're trying to knock down exactly i wanted to ask you max you talked about shooting with optics for a long time uh since you were a kid difference for you between a frame mounted versus slide mounted optic and how you manage that yeah i i thought it would be initially because i've shot i've always shot um frame mounted optics for years and I just recently switched to slide mounted optics, of course, for the carry optics division. Um, and I just, 
I don't see much of a difference. You know, the, I really don't. You, it's not. There's no compensator on the gun. There's no holes drilled in the barrel, so it's more of a production-based pistol with a slide-mounted optic. There might be a little bit more violent jiggle in that dot, but I don't really see enough of a difference with the proper stance and grip that I'm not really seeing the dot leave the, the optic. It's just got a little more jiggle to it, but there's still some lift, and the lift is where you call your shot. What I mean by call your shot is a lift is where you know where your rounds are impacting downrange without having to look at the target. So as right. soon as the dot lifts off that target, I can say, okay, that's a good hit or it's a bad hit within hundreds of a second. Um, I can see that. And But there's a little bit more of a jiggle to that, so it's, that becomes a little more of a challenge. But other than that, um, I don't find it to be much different. I really don't. I thought it would be initially be a challenge, but I'm I'm fine with it. I just have to remember that you know, shooting these guns, like if you do not have a compensator, you don't have holes drilled in the barrel, you can't shoot as fast as you would if you had those high-speed 1911s with all the tricks and you know, right. bells and whistles on them but other than that it's a, a dot is a dot and a trigger is a trigger awesome so uh, just kind of wrapping it up anything exciting for you expectation wise for the rest of the uh, shot show week anything you're looking forward to I could say for me probably the and this might sound cheesy but I'm really looking forward to the P365 yep. um, I've heard lots about it for a long time now and um, we were told last week by email we have some coming to our houses when yeah, we get home. That was really exciting. But like uh, that you know, being here and getting to see it in person and getting to get our hands on it—that's uh, what I'm probably yeah. most excited about. You know, just and also visiting with friends. You see these guys at different events and whatnot, but for us, we have so many sponsors. And I'll speak for myself, but uh, you know, having so many sponsors and, and working with all these folks, I don't get to see them all the time. Yeah. You know, the shooting buddies you see it all around the circuits, all around the matches, but the marketing folks. You know, the engineers, all these different people that you work with, uh, including SIG. SIG's such a huge, awesome family, and so many people work here. You don't always get to hang out with them. But SHOT Show, you know you get to hang out with the guys. Like last night, I was literally strolling in with my suitcases, getting ready to go up to my room and do nothing. And I bumped into one of our guys from marketing. He's like, hey, want to go grab a burger? Want to go do this? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And we hung out and we talked. And it's just a cool experience. So that's probably what I'm most looking forward to is just visiting with friends and checking out that 365. Yeah. It's a cool gun. We we got our hands on it today as well, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting one myself. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like you're going to get it before me, though. Oh, yeah. I hope so. That's expected. I hope so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for Shot Show for me, it's kind of um, a like it is how the year kicks off. So Shot Show for me, like it is awesome because. I mean, I haven't been at SIG for 10 years, so I don't know. It is a huge company. There's so many people, and I've gotten to meet so many over like over each year. I'm like, oh, I had 20 more people you know, to this <laughs> list of everyone that I can talk to. So it's really great to do that, but I know like as soon as this is done, it's like it's time to go. Like, yeah. I kind of feel like I've just been in like hibernation for like two months, <laughs> just like waiting, and it's finally like we get to go and compete and do what we, you know, what we do. So it's just, I don't know, it's the mark of the new year. Yep. I'm ready. Awesome. Great. I really appreciate you guys' time with me here today. Uh, look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Yeah. Good to meet Thanks you. So Thank, you. Thank you very much. Please have us back anytime. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Awesome. All right. Okay. Hey, Jacob. Uh, that was Max and Lena, uh, sponsored shooters, uh, pro shooters for Sig Sauer. And uh, great stuff in that episode or in that interview, man. Yeah. I mean, in addition to obviously the interview itself and what we heard from them, uh, what great people. I mean, just complete salt of the earth, humble, good-natured people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people like that in this in this industry, and, and yep. especially in the competitive shooting world, really. Just a lot of good, humble, amazing people. And, and these two are like that. Yep. Um, 
but they're just so fast. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. crazy. Lena's finger is going to be outlawed in this, you know, <laughs> with this upcoming legislation. Right, right? you know, you know, she's going to be an NFA controlled item before we know <laughs> that's, it. That's for sure. She, and Max is the same amazing. way too, of course. Yeah, just just um, crazy stuff. But she works the trigger on the MPX uh, carbine like just nobody's business. And Max, of course, uh, so fast on 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 the pistol. Uh, knocking down those uh, six steel plates. Was it six or five? Six, I think. Six, yeah. Yeah. Um, in, I mean, basically less than two seconds. Yeah, about, about as long as it insane. takes me to just get, get a gun out of a holster and hit a, a right? target or two. So, I mean, like I can do a bill drill from the holster in less than two, sec- two seconds, which I feel pretty good about that. But keep in mind that Max is basically doing a bill drill, but it's smaller targets, I believe. I think he's shooting it. Well, I think um, there were six-inch plates. Are they six or they? I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It's small. And he's got to transition from plate to plate to plate to plate. Yeah. So he's yep. doing a build drill as fast as you know. Good shooters can do it where they're aiming at a stationary target at one point, but he's transitioning between many, many targets there. So impressive. So I hope you enjoyed those tips, tricks, and pointers from Max and Lena during that interview. Once again, we're so thankful to them and to this whole six-hour team uh, for all the access they granted us and the opportunities they've afforded us uh, to you know, bring to you, hopefully what I think is great content. And uh, so, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. I don't know that I have. I would just say go follow uh, Max and Lena both on social media. You can yep. go find them on, on places like Instagram, Facebook, et cetera, and, yep. and plug into them and keep track of their, their career. It's worth, worth watching some more videos of them shoot. Absolutely. Uh, and they're fairly active, both of them on there. Lena especially, and Max, uh, he does a pretty good job on social as well. We do have a video we're, we're editing right now that we're going to publish on YouTube in the next week or so. Mm. And I'm pretty sure the title is just going to be Max is Awesome. <laughs> so watch out for that. When it yeah. pops up on YouTube, yeah. it's worth watching. Yeah, totally. You know, actually, I was just thinking too, Jacob, uh, you mentioned that they're like the salt of the earth, that they're just humble people. What impresses me with uh, shooters like them and, and people like them in this industry is when you watch Lena and Max uh, at shows like that, like Shot Show or other shows, they people come up to them and they step aside, they take a minute, and they, they'll just totally talk with you know with you as long as long as they can, you know, as long as they have available, and that's that's just really impressive. They make themselves available. They'll ask, they'll answer your questions. They'll give you you know tips or whatever it is that uh, you know you're looking for. Um, speaking of salt, the earth. Uh, a pretty cool guy. We just learned uh, a little bit ago that uh, R. Lee Ermey uh, passed away. Yeah. An yeah, icon in the industry. Yep. Um, yeah. So, and, I, and I generally we don't mix, you know, competing uh, businesses, uh, you know, in an episode like this. But obviously he was a big time spokesperson for Glock. And I just think, you know, uh, folks really respected him. Uh, Gunny, you know. Uh, and... So I think it's just totally appropriate to take a moment of brief silence here and recognize uh, you know, he did a lot of good things, I think, for our industry. He brought attention to things in a positive way. People liked him. He was also personable, uh, another person that you could see at some of these shows and interact with and, and just a, a really, really great guy. And so, a veteran who served our country yes, honorably. Very honorably. And so we recognize him and, and uh, uh, wish him on his uh, safe travels to wherever that may be and so with that, uh, we're going to bid you all adieu. We hit the road early, early in the morning. Have a long drive ahead of us tomorrow. We hope to do so safely. <laughs> so 
folks. Uh, we'll catch you later this week with some more content from the Concealed Carry Podcast. Thanks again for everything. Take care. Have a good night. Reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.